0: Wow. Thank you so much, Kerry. Next. Hello. (laughs) Hi, I'm Luke. Um, Well, I don't know where to start. I had a tough time growing up. I was one of seven in a dysfunctional family with many secrets and faults. Growing up, I was pretty much left to my own devices. During my teens, I was well and truly off the rails, and I found that soon I was taking alcohol and drugs. I was always in trouble because of fighting, because fighting was all I was ever good at. Years went by from car crash to car crash until I found my partner, Kerry. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> nice that. That. <laughs> Where am I? Oh, yeah. Uh, who started to steer me back on track. She has given me two beautiful children who I love and adore. And most of all, she brought me here. From the moment I walked into this church, I felt welcome and love. Something I was not used to from strangers. It wasn't long before I was doing the Alpha course and learning more about God. Hang on. Uh, and more about myself. And soon realized that I wanted more and more. And the more I got to know, the more, the more I... The the more I saw that God had been working in my life for a long time, the many, many times I should have met my Maker and thought I'd just got lucky. It wasn't luck, it was God. And I see His work more now than ever before and decided to go all the way and turn from my violent, dark past into a bright, happy future and get baptized. And that is why I stand here today. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, next. Okay.
1: Hello, I'm Ali. I normally write stuff down, but I didn't do that this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, I must be dying to my old life. I must be, that's what baptism's all about, because the old Ali hates church, thinks Christians are a of, bunch of idiots, and um, here I am, standing here ready to get baptised. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I give a lot of people here a hard time um, with my angry questions about God. I thought God was something that I had to kind of work out first, decide if he's worth believing in, if, you know, if all of this is true, and then commit... But um, gradually I came to see that actually I could experience God. God was not just something in a book, an idea, but an actual thing, a person that I could experience and relate to. And you can have a relationship with God that actually can happen. So I experienced that and then realized, whoops, I've become a Christian. How did that happen? (laughs) I'm kind of mortified about it still, I have to say. But here I stand. I'm a Jesus freak. Dunk me already. There you go. (laughs)
2: Hi, my name's Tinta. Um, I've been searching for a, for a church. My husband and I have been searching for a church for years and years. And, um, it's, and with that search, I, I started looking up at what really is God and church. And I was using my head um, the logic and all that and saying, is, is, is he really real? And why do people go to church on a Saturday? And some people go to church on a Sunday and saying like, what is the true church? Um, and, and then, um, when, when my daughter was born, we named her Hannah, Hannah, because it means grace. Um, my husband loved the name grace. And, um, so people kept on asking me is, why? why have you named Hannah? Is it from the Bible? And I was like, no, not from the Bible. <laughs> it means grace. Um, but, but with that, with those questions, I, I started opening the, the, um, the, the book of Samuels and reading about Hannah. And, um, and then with that, um, I think God, God brought Christine, who's here today, um, into, into my life. And we started talking about, um, about God um, about Jesus and what she believes, and she's a writer, and she was saying, "Oh, come and um, we'll, we'll do some some Bible classes. I do classes um, at my house. So with that, she asked me and about, do you have a relationship with Jesus?" And I was like, um, "No," <laughs> but um, and I was I was still like, "But why do people still go to church on a Saturday or a Sunday and all this?" And she was like, "No, it's not about." What the religion? It's about your relationship with Jesus, and um, that's how I accepted um, Jesus in my life, which was I think October. And it's just the pro- um, the procession to get baptized with with what I've been learning. And I know I've, I'm, I'm I feel like a newborn in in Christ. So um, I've got a long way to go until I'm mature.
3: Well
0: done. Okay.
3: Hi, my name is Luciana. I'm getting baptized today because back in February, uh, my brother died, and it was a really difficult time in my life. Um, God felt real to me, and I felt His Holy Spirit powerfully back then. was really a powerful experience of the Holy Spirit. I started to read my Bible, and I read about Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist, and I realized, yeah... <laughs> Even Jesus was baptized. I felt God asking me, you know, you got to do the same thing. Before this point, God wasn't the center of my life. But now, I want him to be in completely control of my life.
0: Well done. Okay, next.
3: Hi there, my name is Candice. I don't have a sad story or nothing devastating happened to me. In fact, the exact opposite. Before I met God, I actually thought I was very happy. Um, I had a great job, um, wonderful family. Uh, I believed in God. I wasn't—I I thought I was a Christian, but um, after giving my life to God, I realized that I wasn't actually a Christian. I believed in Him. My folks made us go to Sunday school when we were younger, um, but I never went to church. I never read my Bible. I just plodded along. And then God brought my husband to me in 2009 um we had a long distance relationship and I decided to give up everything and come over to the UK he gave his life to God and then I followed suit and in 2010 February we went to I'm not too sure if anyone knows Angus Buchan he he wrote the book Faith Like Potatoes we went to one of his um conferences and I gave my life to God and then um Uh, actually yeah then we got married Um, and that was the first time God actually spoke to me was just before we were getting married both of us tried to decide whether we were making the right decision and we wanted God to give us that answer and at the church we were at at the time a random man came to us he was a Christian he used to speak on the radio and he came to us and said uh have you married this girl? So he says, no. So he says, why not? So he says, well, we're trying to contemplate that. So he says, I think you should. And we thought, well, there we go. That is our answer. Um, My walk with God since then has been amazing. Um, We had a little baby girl. We named her Faith. Again, that was God's doing. Um, Before we were even trying to have a baby, I just felt God telling me, you're going to have a girl, and you need to name her Faith. We had a girl, and her name is Faith. Um, before I met God, I I didn't feel that my, I wasn't at peace. There was just always one thing missing. And since, since finding God in my heart, my soul is at peace, knowing that God is always with me and that I can always call on him. And that is what's brought me here today. I want to be blessed by God and I want to be baptized for God and for Jesus.
0: Finally.
4: Good morning, all. My name is Conrad, Candice's husband. <laughs> um, again, like like my wife, um, I haven't got a sad story in the sense that we were brought up as Christians. We went, like fortunately, we my parents is very religious. So we went to, to church. We went to Sunday school. But the church we were in South Africa is... Um, pretty much from my home language, like Afrikaans side, the, the Dutch Reformed. And they don't believe in, in baptism like as an adult. Um, it's just not part of their um, way looking at it. Um, so I was b- baptized as a child and all of that and moving on. Um, and then we come to the UK and um, I, I met my wife, I met Candice in, in uh, South Africa when I was on holiday. Um, all fine, came back to the UK, and I went to Angus Buckin camp in June 2010. And um, again, just the Lord touched me in so many ways that I cannot explain, um, just completely stripped me back and, and said to me, You need to come back to the basics and start off with me. Um, and, and that's where it started. I, I, I stripped everything back and just where I thought I was a Christian, and I lived a Christian life, and I, I committed my life to the Lord. Um, I was so wrong because I haven't experienced the Lord as I did from then on. Um, so, so we changed that, moved back and just moved forward from there by, by having the Lord in my heart and um, he changed so many things that when we look at the baptism, um, I, I sat in the church when, when Chris was doing the, church, uh, the service about um, the gift of gift of God and, and the Holy Spirit um, and it became very clear that um, I'm still lacking the spirit in my life, and I, I do want to have that more. So for me, doing the baptism today is is about being a Christian already, but moving that step further, like admitting to everybody and holding everybody as my witness that the old me has died. I stand up, I come out of the water, and I move forward with the Lord, and, and I will live the life that... For our family, that I will actually be the, the leader in our house, for my wife, for my daughter, um, and f- set an example for all of our mates and all our friends. Um, like our family, who is our South African friends that are here, because we've got no family here. It's, it's an honor to stand in front of them here today and say that we will serve the Lord. <clears throat>
0: Thank you very much. Would you guys like to take a seat? Give him one huge round of applause to say thank you.
5: Over to Chris. Thank you. Well, I tell you, people's stories are the best, aren't they? Do you know, that's, that's worth turning up this morning just to hear all those stories, but now you get to hear me. My name is Chris Lane again. It is thrilling that this is a church that that sees um, you know, people baptized regularly. And I want to just sort of give a little bit of a heads up. If you've been watching and hearing these, these stories and these testimonies, maybe you've been coming to this church for a while, you know, and you just wish you had the courage to be baptized and to take that extra step. Or maybe you're visiting and this is kind of like... Wow, you don't know what to make of this thing. This is scary. When is it over? When can I go? You know, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, Um, can I issue a little challenge? We do this alpha course, we run it two or three times a year. There's always one coming along fairly soon. If you want to just come along, uh, no strings attached, have a meal, you know, we provide the food, no charge, you get to meet some other people who are just searching, seeking, asking questions like you, there's a presentation, then you discuss it, there's no holes barred, no no question is stupid or silly or off the wall, and if at the end of it you want to make a decision for Jesus, well, then that's entirely your, your prerogative. But if I can just say this, in December we are actually going to have what we hope is going to be an absolutely marathon baptism. We're going to have a baptism all morning. This is our 25th anniversary year, and we're going to try and pitch for nearly 100 people being baptized. Now, everybody gasp and go, okay, right. So we're going to have to do quite a lot of work in the meantime, training the church and thinking that through. And it's not just about, it's not the numbers so much. It's just about really wanting to get people to tell their stories, because what I heard as people stood along the front here was wonderful stories of people moving from darkness into light or wonderful stories from Candice and Conrad about moving from religion into faith. You know, It doesn't really matter what the starting point is. You could have grown up as a Christian. You could have sung in the choir, but you may not yet be a Christian. And what makes a a Christian distinctive is that we claim to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ Now, you may well ask, and it's a good question, how can you have a relationship with a dead man? That's weird. The reality is that as followers of Jesus, we believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And that changes everything. That's certainly worth a little of your time thinking through and asking us some pretty awkward questions because if it's not true, we're just a bunch of idiots. But if it is true, it's life-changing. Okay, I'm gonna. I haven't got a lot of time. Richard's only given me five minutes, <laughs> and I think I've used four four and a half minutes already. <laughs> But I just want to share one or two thoughts, and then we're going to get straight on into the baptisms themselves. So we are currently working through a little series called The Call. It's our 25th anniversary. We've been doing this for 25 years. It started with one family, and now, you know, there's tons of us, tons of us. And uh, today, the worldwide church is celebrating what we call Pentecost. It's really the birthday of the church. It's the day that the church gets born again, it's sort of ter- where, where the Holy Spirit of God, we believe that God is Father, Son and Holy Spirit, our, our beliefs incidentally, in case you're a bit phased of this, are very traditional. You know, our, our belief of, about Scripture is very traditional. It's just that we, we, we communicate it in a contemporary way. But, but this is the day that the worldwide church celebrates the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we've been thinking a bit about, about call and blessing and, and, and the gift of God, and we've been thinking about that. And, and today I want to read just a few verses out of a book within this book, because this Bible is actually a, like a library. It's got a ton of books in it, but a book called The Acts of the Apostles. And uh, uh, I want to read a little bit of a speech by St. Peter. He wasn't called St. Peter then, he was just called Peter. But uh, this will get us into the thought that I have for you before we, we start the baptism. So it'll go on the screen, but if you've got a Blackberry or something like that, Bible with you, just turn it up. It's in Acts chapter 2, verses 32 to 39. And verse 32 says this God has raised this Jesus to life. There you have it in the book. God has raised this Jesus to life. And then he goes on. And we are all witnesses of it. They met him. They ate with him. They they shook his hand. They hung out with him after he had died on the cross. And then he goes on to say Exalted to to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. Uh, has, and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool to your feet. Therefore let all Israel and be, be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. So this is a long speech, and Peter has basically laid it all out, and he said, this is what happened, and you know that happened, and you were some of the witnesses, and some of you were there, and you saw this, and you saw the other, and then Jesus died on the cross, and guess what? He has risen from the dead, and he communicates that to all these people, and this great speech in a kind of market square type situation, and the people who've been listening to all of this thinking, what? Their response is this, verse 37, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. It really affected them. Maybe you're feeling very affected and you're not quite sure why this morning. Well, I want to say it's the Holy Spirit. As some of our dear interviews said, uh, the Baptism candidates said this morning, that they realized that God was actually working in their life long before they did. The people felt cut to the heart and they said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Okay, all you tell us is stuff, what are we supposed to do about it? Good question. Another good question. And Peter said, repent, that means turn away, turn away from your old life, turn to the, towards the new, turn from darkness, turn towards light, turn from sin and the stuff you've been doing in secret and sometimes not so secret and turn to following God. Make that conscious turning decision. Don't just shamble along trying to do your best. Make a decision like, like Conran stood there amongst his friends and his family and said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so it goes on, and you will receive, it said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what we've been thinking about. Incidentally, if you want to secretly, without coming along, catch up on some of the the messages, you can can go on our website or our our little vineyard app, it's free, and you can hear some of the talks, you can hear some of the thinking behind the, the front here, if you like. And it said here, and it says here, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. I am far off from that situation in time and space, but here we have a promise in the word of God that it's for everyone, it's for you. Wherever you are, whatever your story, whatever the challenges that you faced, whatever you've been through, this good news, we've come to call it, is for you. For all whom the Lord our God will call. God is calling you today to join the dance, if you like, to join the conversation, to join this new way of life. So that, that's a kind of little reading just to sort of give you a little bit of scriptural backup for what we're doing here today and a little bit of the, you know, taster, a teaser, if you like. So we're thinking about baptism and blessing. Baptism and blessing you know, uh, there is this very real sense that, uh, that as we turn to Christ, we want to mark that in a special way. We repent, we turn from Christ, and then the way that God has given us to mark this turning away is that we, uh, it's a very physical thing. It's, it's about being, it's being baptized, but there's some really deep and profound meaning to it. In fact, I think, I think Kerry and Luke talked about, you know, they're, you know, they're dying to the old them, They're dying to the old them. This is a really profound thing. It really is. The trouble is with baptism today. And not everybody bothers with baptism. But there's still an extraordinary amount of misconceptions about baptism. They think, you know, it's it's generally thought that if you're religious, you get baptized. And and if you talk to some religious people, and I I have done. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years. you You get to talk to all sorts of people. When you talk to some religious people, they seem to think that, that baptism is like a lucky charm. I don't know what you've got around your neck, maybe nothing, maybe you've got a little cross, maybe you've got some, some little memento that your grandma gave, you, a little locket with a picture in it. You know, we wear these things, they're, they're like amulets sometimes, they're little lucky charms almost. And sometimes people seem to think that if they can just get baptised, then their life's gonna take a turn. Last week I did a teaching on cursing and blessing. Boy, did that stir up some stuff. All week, we've had people coming to us and saying, pray for me, or thank you for that prayer, or this kind of thing. It's just been incredible. Lots of people are laboring on the sense and the reality of the fact that they, you know, in this 21st century, you know, high tech and all the rest of it, they feel cursed. That's almost medieval. And they don't know what to do with that. I mean, check out the message again on the podcast. And so sometimes people reach for little lucky things, lucky charms, and they think, well, if I can just get baptized, well, then everything will be all Right? In fact, I came across this wonderful little film clip. I think it's wonderful. I think it's funny, from a film called Nacho Libra. Who, who's ever seen the movie Nacho Libra? Some of you have. Well, it's got a, a, an American guy called Jack Black in it. And in this movie, Jack Black is the cook in an orphanage in Mexico. But he is appalled because the orphans get absolutely rubbish food. So he decides, he has this great idea he decides to become a Mexican wrestler with this sort of alter ego, Nacho Libra. And he's going to. he partners up with a pal of his who really doesn't really want to do it anyway, but he partners up with this pal. And he has this great plan that they're going to become champions and win this particular competition and win $200. And with that, he's going to feed the kids But on the eve of the very big competition, suddenly Nacho, Nacho Libra, Jack Black, becomes deeply disconcerted and concerned because he realizes that his partner has never been baptized. And he thinks if he can just get his partner baptized, then of course they will have victory over the other team who happen to be called Satan's cavemen. So if he could just get his partner baptised, then their victory will be assured. This is hilarious. It's all about superstition. I've got to show you the clip. Let's show that clip, Matt.
4: <laughs> I'm a little concerned right now about your salvation and stuff. How come you have not been baptized? Because I never got around to it, okay? I don't know why you always have to be judging me. Because I only believe in science. But tonight, we are going up against Satan's cavemen. And I just thought it would be a good idea if you... (laughs)
5: Felicidades. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh out loud. It's raw with laughter. That's superstition. And funny funny as it is, and it's meant to be funny, that's what some people think this is about. Like we've got religion. So we're going to get this lucky charm called baptism. This is not about superstition. Superstition is a way of trying to control the future. This is nothing about controlling the future, trying to sort of twist God's arm into making it all right for you. Baptism is all about taking a step of faith. And as we learned last week, if there is a blessing, and we believe there is, it is not superstition that Activates the blessing, it is faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus Christ, that personal relationship, is the very thing that actually opens the doorway to knowing God's favor and blessing. Is it a challenge? Yes. Are there setbacks? Of course. But friends, it will end well. Amen. Amen. Let's just pray, and then we'll get straight on with the baptism. Actually, one last verse. Just throw that verse up to me. I'm not going to go on another preach. I just love what, I think it was Carrie said it. Two people said it about this. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. That's, or if anything, it's a symbol of drowning. And When they're drowned, they come up into a new life. Wonderful. Wonderful symbolism. Let's pray. Father, I want to say thank you for the good news that Jesus is alive. Thank you that this is more than superstition. This is a life-changing encounter with the risen Lord. And thank you, Lord God, for these dear folk as they come to this special day on this Pentecost day in 2013, when they take that outward and visible sign of an inward and internal gift. And so, Lord, thank you, and now we pray that you would be blessed as we, uh, as we do this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Well, listen, folks, why don't we just stand, stretch our legs, uh, don't wander off, we just need two minutes to get into my speedos, and uh, that's a scary thought, isn't it? Um, and uh, then we're going to go over there and, and do the baptism. So just uh, talk amongst yourselves for just two seconds. Thank you.